Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990? Yeah. Through 1990-10. Correct. We are your hosts. My name is Chris Alvick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week we are covering 1995 probably. Yep. August, I think. August 20th to 26th. Yeah, that's let's, it. Let's dive right in. August 20th. Clinton birthday party. No surprise. This is out of Jackson, Wyoming. President Clinton celebrated his 49th birthday Saturday with golf and a, quote, surprise birthday party reported nationwide before it happened. The president's party was at the 135-acre estate of World Bank President James Wolfenson? Wolfenson. That's a cool so name. So close to Wolfenstein. So close. He was as surprised as anyone can be after having the surprise reported in the national and local press, uh, said a White House spokeswoman, who had relayed details of the private party to waiting reporters. Among the 60 guests were former Treasury Secretary Lloyd Benson uh, and Senator Alan K. Simpson out of Wyoming. They all sat around six tables and feasted on grilled chicken, steak, trout, and potatoes. Was this the whitest party of all time? Oh, yeah. It sounds it. It sounds like golf, no, all that food. Like, there's not even pizza. Trout. We're having trout this evening. We're having trout. Now let's get... Now let's get to the meat and potatoes of the situation. Wow. The meat and potatoes. That's enough of that. Yeah. Moving on. August 21st. IBM and Microsoft feud royals a trade show. The simmering hostility between IBM and its one-time partner, the Microsoft Corporation, burst into the open last week after IBM disclosed that Microsoft had put pressure on the organizers of an industry trade show to remove one of IBM's top software executives from the program. Leland Rizwig Jr., head of IBM's Corporate Personal Software Products Division. Wow. That's a mouthful. And boring. Fuck. I, I, I feel I'm I feel less already cool. asleep. Anyway, he's he's also an outspoken critic of Microsoft's Windows software, was scheduled to deliver the closing keynote speech at the Windows Solution Trade Show in San Francisco on September first. But when an executive at Microsoft, which licenses the Windows name to the event, and has veto power over who speaks, learned that Mr. Reiswig would be appearing, the executive ordered organizers to rescind the invitation. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, there's a little bit of history in the article. In 1980, IBM chose Microsoft, then a fledgling company, to provide the operating system software for its new personal computer. Uh, but the two companies fell out in the late 80s when Microsoft abandoned joint development of a new operating system called OS2 in favor of Windows, which can now be found on most personal computers. Mr. Rieswig is head of the IBM division that sells OS2, uh, which, despite a recent sales increase, has only a fraction of the number of users that Windows does. That story was a nap. Snooze fest. Yeah. Um, but it is leading up to something exciting as this week Windows 95 comes out. More on that later. August 22nd. Rancid released their third studio album titled And Out Come the Wolves, along with Green Day's Dookie? Dookie? The, the verdict is still out on that one. I like Dookie. We need we need Billy Joel Armstrong to set the record straight. So along with Dookie and the Offspring's Smash, both released a year before, this album helped revive mainstream popular interest in punk rock in the mid-90s and became one of the best-selling independent records of all time as And Out Come the Wolves eventually went platinum. Neat. That's pretty huge. I like a little bit of 
punk rock here and there. It feels good that it's like independent and blew up. Oh yeah, exactly. it also feels very punk rock. That's that's I guess a, a common theme with punk rock when you've got major mainstream success and the backing of major record labels. It just feels it always feels a little less legit. They did it their own way, man. Yeah. Whereas like rap, if you've got like a major record label Fucking behind you, it means out. you made. No, it means you made it. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, or like you buy the record label. There it is. Let's see. We are moving on to August 23rd now. Kirk, an American family sitcom, which aired on the WB, debuted today. I don't remember the show at all, so I clicked the Wikipedia link hoping that it was starring Kirk Cameron. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, yeah. It 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 is. It was. It okay. lasted two seasons. Gross. And it gets better. Yep. You know who was a regular uh, director on this show? Some other piece of shit. Come on. Scott Baio. Yes, nailed it. Yeah, the amount of I feel like this was like a, a mm. mel- like a melting pot for just bad worldviews. Hard hard right conservatism. Yeah. Okay. Uh August twenty fourth. Taco Bell ads go to great heights. A Taco Bell marketing campaign for a new menu item has led to a planned one on one basketball game featuring NBA centers Shaq and Hakeem Olajuwon. The two centers met in the NBA Championship Series when Olajuwon's Houston Rockets beat O'Neal's Orlando Magic in four games. The NBA stars, who have appeared in a series of Taco Bell television commercials, will meet September 30th in a live telecast on cable television, oh god, from Trump Taj Mahal Casino Resort in Atlantic City, New Jersey. The players will be battling for a $1 million purse. Also, in less exciting news, Microsoft releases Windows 95. Just kidding. That's super exciting. Game it's changer. overall super exciting, but holy fuck, that's oh, kind of by, overshadowed by this Taco Bell news. Maybe we can go on vacation to Trump Taj Mahal. Wait. <laughs> JK. LOL. We're playing basketball. They're playing bad. Okay, let's move on. August 25th, two rival video disc groups in talks on single format. It's going to go well. The two camps developing competing digital video disc formats have begun negotiations to unify their formats in an effort to prevent a costly war over a standard like the VCR battle of the 1980s. The Sony Corporation and Philips Electronics, which jointly developed one system, approached the other camp, led by Toshiba Corporation and Time Warner Inc. in the last 10 days after an influential computer industry committee again urged the two sides to seek a compromise. Quote, We fully understand and share their belief that a single format would be in the best interest of the consumer, said Hank Bodt. That's Hank with an E and Bot with a D. Bode? Bode? I don't know. Bode? Bode. He is an executive vice president of Philips and said at a consumer electronics show in Berlin on Thursday, he said Sony and Philips have written to the uh, computer committee, quote, expressing our desire towards creating a single format that ideally combines the best features of the competing systems. Somehow, this cooperation between competing corporations actually worked and that's where dvd came from that did become a thing and that's why we didn't have two different video discs in the 90s competing the same way we had vhs and beta competing in the 80s or we had blu-ray and hd dvd competing in the 2000s if any of you have an hd dvd collection send us a picture (laughs) i'm very interested to see what that looks like do you remember in 2006 or 7 when our friend Stan bought a brand new computer, probably spent about two grand at the time, yep. and and threw his threw his coins in the basket of HD DVD. He did. He 
tried to convince us all that HD DVD was the way, the path to the future. Uh, my thought at the time was, I'm not buying either of these things until shit kind of evens out. And, and we even we even said like this is single this is actually. just Betamax and VHS all over again. That's yeah. all this is. We don't know who's gonna win. It's not necessarily who has the better technology. It's just who gets the market share. Yeah, That's who it. gets the market share? Possibly also porn. All right, let's move on to weird stuff. On August 26th, the International Rugby Board lifted its century-old ban on professionalism, and neither of us knows what that means. I have no idea. Like. How do you define professionalism? Like, do they have to, can they, can they like tell each other off now? Rugby used to be played in bow ties, I think. I think it would have been a full suit and tie affair maybe Maybe. until then. All right, well, let's close it on a high note. Clinton and Old Faithful let off steam. (laughs) With the steamy plume of Old Faithful rising behind him, President Clinton came to the oldest national park in the world today to revel in the wonders of nature and warn against proposed Republican budget cuts that he said could threaten the nation's national treasures. In the process, Mr. Clinton experienced more wonders than he may have bargained for, including a flash hailstorm and a lecture on the aggressive courtship rituals of the park's bison, (laughs) which are now in the midst of their snorting, pawing, and stamping mating season. Oh dear. Let's go see it, Mr. Clinton told his ranger guide, who described the bull's attitude while on a walk around the rim of the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone in the heart of the park. There's at least... One joke in here, and this predates the Lewinsky scandal by 875 days. That is a very specific number. Oh, yeah. And did, Wait, did you do the math? Uh, I went to Wolfram Alpha and just plugged in the dates. And they the, did the math. The math was done for me. All right. That's hilarious. Yeah. Now let's move on to a little bit of movies and music. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in the box office this week, and we should probably be talking about Robert Rodriguez's Desperado, which opened at number two this week, the sequel to the hit film, I guess, uh, El Mariachi. But instead, I think we have to talk about this week's number one, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> all right well i mean yeah that was gratuitous it was completely necessary i like that actually wasn't planned that just happened in front of your ears yeah into your ears into your aural cavity serious question there are only possibly three correct answers who's the best mortal kombat character maybe four ah shit no there are many more than that but who's your favorite movie video game what are we talking there are differences. Okay. Um, video game. Video game. MK1, I usually gravitated towards Raiden. Oh, Sub-Zero. Oh, Sub-Zero was cool, but that's, that's the okay. thing. I think so I was let's... usually player two, and uh, someone had dibs Sub-Zero, maybe Scorpion. Scorpion's pretty sweet. Yeah. Movie. Who's your favorite character? Movie. Fuck. None of these characters are particularly likable in the I, movie. See, I liked Raiden. He had this whole, like... He was fucking played by Christopher Lambert. He had this whole, like, chip-on-his-shoulder demigod thing going on. Yeah, he was the Highlander. He certainly was. I, I, I mean, you're supposed to follow, I guess, Liu Kang, the protagonist. Lame. Johnny Cage is an asshole. True. As he's supposed to be. I just think none of the characters in this movie are particularly well-flushed well, out or, or developed. Is Goro even... Oh, yeah, Goro's in the movie. He's pretty gross. Yeah, he's pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, Sonya Blade? She was okay. pretty cool. I'm calling it now. I'm going, I'm going Sonya Blade. Within, I want to say 10, but I'm going to put it at 5. Within the next 5 years, we get a Mortal Kombat reboot. Is it good? Like, movie? Yep. Okay. Is How, it going to be good? Uh, yeah. 
Now, how do they s- not? Did we, you see in uh, 2009 that, that was so sweet. That, the like, short film? Yeah, the yeah. backdoor trailer that was sort of an attempt to get a film made. It had Jerry Ryan from uh, Star Trek Voyager in it. That. It was excellent. Oh, it was. And it looked like it was going to be really good. Unfortunately, I guess it never really picked up the steam no, that it needed. Where graphics and like CGI and computer animation are. Um, like mortal Kombat could be insane yeah we could get a real bicycle kick and not uh what this film gave to us oh yeah it was pretty rough it was funny though okay. i loved mortal Kombat at the time oh i definitely did. i still I love still, it now i would still see yeah i would still watch the movie and fondly enjoy it yep um have i ever told the story on the podcast about how i vomited during mortal Kombat 2 annihilation you have not i'm so very this excited was probably the third maybe fourth grade the day the movie came out it was a friday I was really sick, but being seven or eight or however old I was, I knew I have to go to school if I'm going to see this movie tonight. Fact. If I don't, if I don't plow through the school day, then I'm sick. I'm too sick to go to the movie so I can do this. I make it through the school day without issue. We go to the movie at some point. I don't know if it's the popcorn. I don't know if it's the fact that we were in the front three rows and really close to the screen. That's the worst. Because... That theater was packed. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, I was sick and sick eventually got to me. But at some point in that movie, I grabbed that nearly empty bag of popcorn oh. and just, uh, I mean, it's better than all over the floor, right? Fact. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. That's how that's how much I wanted to see Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Like looking back on my childhood and how many times I threw up in weird places and stuff, like, not a lot. Well, I mean, no, kind of a lot, but I had a stomach disease, so that was a whole different thing. Anyway, my point here is, like, thinking I might have children one day, like, where, what interesting places will they throw up in that I'll have to deal with? Onto, onto the iPad you just bought them, onto their brand oh, new no. smartphone. That's where, when Fuck. we were kids... We couldn't throw up on anything expensive, because yeah. we didn't have anything expensive. If we, like, to throw up on top oh, of your Nintendo or your Sega like would require a lot of work. You'd have to get up, walk over to it. You'd have to almost intentionally vomit on it. Your TV is generally sitting on a oh. table. It's hard to vomit. It was hard to vomit on valuables in the 90s, except maybe Pokemon cards. I have a special interruption. All right. 90s, this just in, 90s in news, the 90s. 90s news now that you're going to care about. All right. My brother has located a store that sells in-package Nintendo 64 controllers. What? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, like 20 or 30 bucks or something stupid. Shit. They might be like ripoffs. I don't even care. They're not Mad Cats, and they're not those big, weird, oblong I feel ones. like I'd have to touch it. That's I know, the thing. I know. You, you gotta touch you gotta, the joystick You have to, to see know. the stick. The sticks won't matter. Yeah. What matters. Oh, speaking of weird shit in the Nintendo 64, mm. um, I saw a video last night of somebody beating the the one where you have to stomp on Wiggler in, in Mario 64. Oh, yeah. I remember that. On the yeah. mountain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They beat it without touching the joystick. What? Yeah. Like, just on the D-pad? Just using camera movements, jumping, and hitting villains in, like, hitting Goombas and other shit in such a way that it changes their angle slightly. They manage to climb the mountain, live, and jump on Wiggler, like, the three or four times you need to. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right, let's let's cruise through music, because this week's not... It's an interesting week. It's It's a week. It is a week. It is very distinctly a week. We are once again bringing you the RPM Canadian, what is it, Top 100? Yeah, Canadian Top 100 uh, singles or something. This website cannot be reached. 
Oh, that's interesting. Don't that worry. I've got it downloaded on here. We will be able to pull it up. Number one, I'm going to try to remember. Oh, it's Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, God. Yeah, it's Pass. I Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, Let's just do the top ten and get out of here. All right. Number two, That's that, that means something. I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts. We've got the theme Friends. song to Friends. Three is Can't Cry Anymore, Sheryl Crow. But, oh, but four is Somebody's Crying by Chris Isaac. So it sounds like they're not in simpatico. No. Why are they crying? Maybe they have an allergy from A Kiss from a Rose by Seal. No, no, no. This ain't a love song. Bon Jovi. You're right. It is Misery by Soul Asylum. I don't think it's Misery. I think it's Unloved, Jan Arden. You think it's Unloved? I, I think you're you're misinterpreting the stoicism of... That's really just made in England. Ah. By... Oh, Elton John. Well, perhaps if you were to... Oh, God. Hold me, thrill me, you two. Uh, then this wouldn't be a problem. This just got really weird. Maybe, uh... I was looking at the list, like, trying to figure out the things I would say next, and when I saw the bottom, I was not excited. Yeah, that, that's it. All um, right, well, that's enough of music. Uh, next week, we will... I, no, not even we. I will get my shit together and do an actual write-up on a specific movie and a specific song or album or some other I don't know. Thing. I thought that that was pretty good just now. That was a little that weird was pretty good. End, it did get but... weird at the end. I'm a little uncomfortable. But hey, for something we just kind of improvised, that, that, that was all right. Uh, you know what else is all right? Oh, yeah, here's... This doesn't fit into 90s news now, but let's call it a 90s moment. Okay. Last night at a local cafe in downtown St. Catharines, I got to see a video game theme band. They are called the Koopa Troop. They hail from somewhere in the GTA. I'm not exactly sure where. Uh, and it was a it was a pretty cool experience. We only got to stay for half their set because... Um, just for various planning reasons we couldn't stay for the whole set uh but it was a really fun and nostalgic time they played a lot of stuff from uh mario 64 and mario kart uh specifically i got no it was it was legit. That'd, be, that'd be fun oh yeah it was so much fun uh that band is currently on a i think a three city mini tour of southern ontario so i'm just gonna give him a shout out st catherine's well into niagara falls i think it's like maybe kitchener and oh, okay. somewhere like it's actually a little better than a little things. further out than just the niagara region gotcha yeah but uh if you're in any of those areas check out the koopa troop band i think that's their facebook handle I had a good time. I wish I could have stayed there for all of it. Uh, they're they're pretty good. Fair. Uh, let's talk about our spotlight now. As we mentioned earlier, Windows ninety five came out this week. Best. So we're just gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. Diving in. As we mentioned earlier, obviously Windows ninety five came out this week. It featured significant improvements over its predecessor, uh, which was Windows three point one. No, most notably in the graphical user interface, the GUI, uh, and its simplified plug-and-play features. GUI, also better referred to as GUI. Ugh. Accompanied by an extensive marketing campaign, Windows 95 introduced numerous functions and features that were featured in later Windows versions, including the taskbar, the start button, and just general user navigation. Oh, yeah. It was also suggested that Windows 95 had an effect of driving other major players, uh, including OS 2, out of business, something which would later be used in court against Microsoft. Yeah, the big antitrust uh, stuff going on in the late 90s. So let's talk about that user face, which is probably the biggest change any of us noticed 
since moving to a 32-bit architecture and other technical stuff that probably didn't matter much to the end user. Windows 95 introduced a redesigned shell based around a desktop metaphor. The desktop was repurposed to hold uh, shortcuts to applications, files, and folders. So by contrast, Windows 3.1 desktop uh, was used to display icons of actual running applications. In Windows 95, they were now displayed as buttons on a taskbar across the bottom of the screen, uh, which also contained a notification area used to display icons for background applications, volume control, and the current time, which still remains. Yep. That's still a thing. Uh, Windows 95 originally shipped without Internet Explorer. Those were the days. Uh, <laughs> and the default network installation did not install TCP IP, the network protocol used on the Internet. Uh, the CD version of the last release of 95, which was... Oh, God. You're getting really specific here. Oh, yeah. uh, OEM service release 2.5 uh, included Internet Explorer 4 and installs it after Windows 95 setup. Uh, and first boot are complete. So unfortunately, it, it did become a thing. Unfortunately, but I mean, Internet Explorer was probably a lot of our first browsers. Um, if right. you were a little more technically inclined, maybe you were using Netscape, but it was it was an easy way to sort of get acquainted with the internet. All right, so official system requirements. This might be let's, uh, let's this might be kind over, of funny. Let's gloss over some of this technical stuff. Well, I mean, this is oh, this the numbers are technical good. stuff. Okay. Yeah. The, the official system requirements were an Intel 386 CPU of any speed, <laughs> any 4 megabytes of system RAM, and 50 to 55 megabytes of hard drive space, depending on features selected. To achieve optimal performance, however, Microsoft recommends an Intel 486 or compatible CPU with at least 8 megabytes of RAM. To That's... put that into comparison, so there are 1,000 megabytes in a gig. How many gigs of RAM do you have? In my computer? Correct. 16. I also have 16. Yeah, this is a a factor that I cannot even begin to do the math for. No calculator. Can't do it on In our my fingers. head, how much more space it has. Thousands of times. I remember my first hard drive that had Windows 95 had a, pro had a 1.19 gigabyte hard drive. Uh, just to contrast that, Walmart right now has a 16 gigabyte flash drive on sale for 488. There you go. Yeah, that uh, that's 16 times more storage. Walmart is not a corporate sponsor of Stuck in the 90s podcast. Fuck Walmart. These flash drives also probably They're suck. Shit. But if you want it, if you want a cheap one, go for it, but don't expect much out of it. Just saying. Here's where stuff kind of gets interesting. Okay. In the United States, the Empire State Building in New York City was lit to match the colors of the Windows logo. In Canada, a 328-foot, or 100-meter, banner was hung from the top of the CN Tower. Oh, that would have been sweet. Fuck, I wish I could have seen that. That would have been so cool. I know. The Windows 95 release included a commercial featuring the Rolling Stones' oh, yeah. 1980, uh, 1981 single, Start Me Up, a reference to the start button. Hey. Which was, it was groundbreaking no, at the time. No, but the better part is this next one. Oh, yeah. The 30-minute promotional video labeled a cyber sitcom featuring Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry from Friends. Uh, it all it was released to showcase the features of Windows 95. I've watched the video. It's, it's lame painful. as fuck. It's so bad. But it's it's almost so bad it's good. E true. 
Yeah. Uh, so the release included a number of fun stuff items on the CD, including music videos of Edie Brickell's Good Times and Weezer's Buddy Holly. That is what I remember. That, the Buddy Holly I music remember video. that too. I was so confused. Yeah. And a trailer for the 1995 film Rob Roy and the computer game Hover. I played a lot of Hover. Hover was good. Yeah. Uh, many features that have become key components of the Microsoft Windows series, including the start menu and the taskbar, came from 95. Neil McDonald, a Gartner analyst, said that Windows 95 was a quantum leap in difference in technological capability and stability. Ina Freed of CNET said that by the time Windows 95 was finally ushered off the market in 2001, it had become a fixture on computer desktops around the world. Yeah. Just think about that for a moment. Like, the operating system stuck around for seven years. Yeah, and by that time, a lot of users had moved on to something like Windows 98, but Windows 98 was just really a more refined version. Yeah, yeah. it was. it just did everything that Windows 95 did, but better. It wasn't particularly. It wasn't until XP different. that we got a big change. Yeah, XP like, was a. And even then, it's still just, second edition Millennium. They were yeah, crap. And even those, they're just little. Like it was just visually a lot different. Most of the key elements, even like, to Windows Seven, are still even, there to even some 10, form. They're still. It, it, okay, ten's eight a fucked, bit of a departure. Yeah, eight fucked shit up. It sure did. Ten kind of brought some stuff back. Yeah, but ah, like it just. It has been a part of Windows for so long and is so iconic and started with Windows 95, which started this week in the 90s. All right. Well, now here's an ad for a thing that was definitely planned and I'm, I'm not looking for it haphazardly right after editing the episode. Yeah. When you want a hot meal without a big deal, what are you going to pick? Hot pocket. When a hungry bunch shows up for lunch, what are you going to pick? Hot pocket. Filled with delicious pepperoni pizza, chicken and cheddar, or ham and cheese in a crispy pocket. When it's late at night and you want a tasty bite, what are you going to pick? Hot Pocket! The hot meal in a pocket. What are you going to pick? Hot Pocket! Try Lean Pockets, too. That's totally a thing. That was a product. That being said, or also, service. Yeah. Fuck Walmart. Fuck Walmart. Just a, a quick aside. Those flash drives, though, I, I bought three of them yesterday for work. You bastard. But I mean, I don't ex like you sell out. They're essentially disposable. Where are your morals? They're uh, they're being sold to the highest bidder. Oh, apparently. Speaking of which, if you would like to be a ten dollars oh, sponsor, yes. hit sell us out. up. Stuck in the nineties podcast at gmail dot com, and we will talk more. F I mean, we've got a moral compass. Like if you're yeah. if you're promoting genocide or something, we're gonna we're not going to promote you. But also, if you're what the f if you're promoting genocide, what are you doing on giving $10 this to a podcast? This has gone way off the rails. It has. Uh, you can find us online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook at stuckinthe90spodcast. Our Twitter is SAT90s. I've uploaded at least a picture or two this week. And by at least, I mean at most. I'm going to post a, uh, a little video of that band that I saw last night. Oh, I like that. All right, cool. Um, otherwise, though... I don't think we've got much else I've, to add. I've got nothing else to add either. Speaking of going off the rails, though, did you ever own a model train set in the 90s? I, you know what? I think I might have at one point. I had a little one. I like, definitely had the model, you know, like the little cars on the track. Yeah. I had one of those. Those are pretty cool. I had a loop-de-loop. -loop. What? Yeah, it was cool. Oh. But that's uh, all it was. It was just like the loop and that was it. Let's go back to uh, uh, one last thing I want to say before we sign up. You played with Hot Wheels in the 90s, right? Yeah. The beautiful thing about technology now is how small cameras have gotten. Uh, oh, yeah. the Yeah, that POV Hot Wheels video. Yeah, it was pretty cool. 
super okay. cool. One actual final thing before we close off. All so right. you remember the tracks where you, you hold the little controller and basically it's just go and stop oh, for the cars. cars? Is that cars. what they were called? That's what, yeah, I think yeah. so. I saw, this is a couple years ago, Tally and I went to Ottawa for a couple days and we went to a toy store that had the current version of that. They're serious. Yeah. It's still like more or less the stop and go, but it's more controlled so you can control the speed. But also the cars on this one accounted for fuel. What? Yeah. Like you had to so pull over and like, quote, you refuel? Could, you could pull over and refuel. But also when you're driving, when you start with a full tank, it's a, the car's a little bit slower. And as it goes along and the tank empties, the car gets lighter and it actually goes faster. So you have to calibrate how fast you're moving the thing. Otherwise, you is slide off fiction, the track. Is this a fictional tank? Yeah. Okay. Like, there's not actually any, like, little oh, no, pellets no, it's, or it's something. It's still electric like it used to be. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. It's, so it's just your fake recharging and your fake yeah the handling changes how intense is that that's crazy man we are gonna talk about slot cars soon because those were the those, those were, were coolest. so I'm cool reeling myself in right now yeah. because we got to close out this podcast but man i want to talk about slot cars those were the coolest all right for Let's now for september the podcast is, is now, now over, over.